I'm going to start with my Paul Heyman, okay? Mm-hmm. My good man, Mike Miserin, I am here to tell you that I, Paul Heyman, am in to role-playing. Yes, sir, I enjoy role-playing, and I see you up here with your two men, and I think to myself, I have something in mind for you. Yes, Mike Mizan, you, sir, are going to be Sailor Moon. Yes, I see you with buns in your hair and a skirt on your ass. And over there with Curtis Hawkins, or Kurt Axel, I see Sailor Mars. And I see him with a skirt also. And yes, Bo Dallas, I think you're also a sailor. But sir, you are Sailor Jupiter. Yes, you are all sailors in the show that is what I think with the role-playing. But, as you know, I myself am of the Jewish descent. So, in this role-playing game, my good men, the three sailors have to take down a banana, but this banana needs to be peeled. Yes, my good boys, I am uncircumcised, and I will unzip my pants and give you a banana to peel to save the galaxy. And when you're done, I want you to holler beef sticks! Beef sticks podcast! Beef sticks! What the fuck is up, everybody? We're back! We're live! The way it's supposed to be. The way it's gonna be. And with Paul Heyman in our pants, baby. Yeah. That's where he belongs. It's where he belongs. Man. He does. He does. How the hell was Sailor Moon the leader when she's not even a planet? Um, You know, that's, I think, because her thighs were the thickest. <laughs> I think. Or maybe it's because she was a satellite, so she was just orbiting and, like, watching everything while everything else went on, you know? Just like a satellite around Earth orbits and watches, but Earth actually does the work. You know, it could be something like that. A moon's a satellite. Sailor Moon was a satellite orbiting and watching while the planets actually did the... You know what? Everybody needs to go out and watch the Japanese Sailor Moon because it's way different than what we got as kids. I was into the fucking Sailor Moon show when I was younger, like my eight, nine, ten year old. And then you sit to yourself and you say, uh, Fat Mac, when you were eight, nine, and ten, why were you watching a girls show? And then I say to you, if you were a ten year old, go back and watch Sailor Moon and just consider why I may have been watching it. Um, because it's pretty fucking obvious. But then you go back and you watch the Japanese version, and it was like a fucking smut fest, and there were lesbians and shit. Like, in the in the English version, they made them sisters, so it was like they were being all nice and lovey to each other because they were sisters. No, they were fucking lesbians. They were fucking. 
They were getting the shit on. It makes sense. Makes sense. It makes sense. Hey, you know what? If I was Mars and I was around Jupiter, I'd probably fuck it too. I guess. I mean, if it was wearing that skirt. If it was wearing that skirt. That skirt. Man. Oh, fuck. But. Uh, man, we're, we're back from our, uh, from our long hiatus. Uh, we, we, last week we gave you a show from the Galactic Get Down. Uh, we missed the week before. That's because we were at the Galactic Get Down and didn't have a way to give you the show. So, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. It was exasperating. It was, um, enlightening. Help me out. Pasty. It was a demolition derby of the mind for Fat Max Car. <laughs> demolition derby of the fucking butterflies. <laughs> Had to drive my ass yeah. two hours across the state of Minnesota. A great state of Minnesota. To save him. But I did. I did. Because I couldn't do it without him. And while we were at uh, the Galactic Get Down, we were, you know what? You know what? We were there to provide you with the entertainment you deserve, but we were there to have some fun. So we tr- we dabbled in a few experimental things that were there, and there was this one sort of deal that somebody said, hey, I got this shot. It gives you, it gives you a little African-American in you. Pasty <laughs> took the shot. The motherfucker's voice has not been the same since. As you're hearing he's got right now, that, folks. He's got that deep fucking, uh, uh, you know, that, that deep black voice. You know, he's, <laughs> he's getting to you right now. All it took was it's, one uh, shot it's of great. juice. It was a fun time. Puberty. 29 years. The jungle one, juice. One shot of jungle juice did it for me. Hey, man, the last guy that took a shot of Jungle Juice, it created AIDS, so fucking consider yourself lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a lower voice. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I mean, it is hard for him to walk now because his testicles have grown to three times their normal size. Which but, is insane because you know, they were three times the normal size in the beginning. Folks, they were... Half the normal size. Don't listen to him. <laughs> they're they're now two and a half times the normal size. <laughs> uh, no, it was a blast. It was fun. We enjoyed ourselves. Um, we hope that we spread a little bit of the cloud style love with everyone that was there. I'm uh, going back, listening to a lot of it, editing a lot of the shows enjoying a lot of it and trying to remember a bunch of it. And I think, you know, I think it was, I think it was severely positive. Yeah. No, it was I a hope. really good experience. It was, uh, you know, it, it, it was our first foray out in the wild. The microphones necessarily didn't work the greatest, or at least my microphones, your microphone picked up everything pristinely and beautifully. 
but with the setup I brought, it was an yeah, but a little too setup. much sometimes. Yeah, but I, I think it did the trick. I think we got the footage we needed out of it. Um, I can't wait to do it again, or even you know, I can't that. either. I want to go crash a brewery and record podcasts at a brewery. I think that'd be awesome. I think we need to do more shit like that. And I know that it did take some of our time away from our from our weekly shows and all that. And you know what? Maybe better folks than us would have been able to keep up with our daily and weekly grind and put on our special events. But it was a lot of shit for all of us to put together. And I, I super, and I said it at the beginning of my uh, fantastic, at least it yet i'm still in the middle of editing i will say it at the beginning of my fantastic fables this week and i'm gonna say it now or no 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 my my last fantastic fables i did put a little intro in there i appreciate everybody with their patience with waiting on us with giving us an extra week and the extra time to put all of our shit forward because we're trying to do better for you and we're trying to do good for you and even though it did hold back a little bit our, our main focus was to, to give you a better product in the, in the larger picture. You know, this is in hopes that we come back next year and do the Galactic Get Down next year. As Pacey said, this is in hopes that we go to other events and give you a fucking live show on other events and give you recordings from live events and that we can spread it all around. The more we can spread our name around, the more we get listeners, the more we can give you. And that's what it's all about. Moving forward, onward, upward, never backward. Well, sometimes. But, ultimately, just to expand to Bukaki the world, if you will. I, I'll Bukaki anyone I can. So, yeah. I stand there. And you can't do it alone. You know how few people have actually been involved in a bukkake? It's kind of depressing. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. I've brought it up to folks, and either they're extremely ashamed of it, or they honestly have never been involved in it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's like, kind of sad. It's like back in high school when you go to your buddy's house, he's like, hey, dude, you guys want to watch this porn? It's like a bunch of dudes in a room watching some porn. That's that's, what, that's basically what a bukkake is. Bunch of dudes in a room, beating off. When you were in high school, and everybody was like, "Well, no, I remember when you were in high school." And everybody, I don't eat pussy. Fuck that! I'm a man. I don't eat pussy. <laughs> First chance you got to fuck lick on that cunt, and your tongue was in there like a goddamn smorgasbord. You were licking that up as if it was every fucking acid tab on earth. You were licking that shit up. As if you were fucking dying of cancer and the antidote was deep inside the fucking G spot. You know what I mean? <laughs> you were licking that shit as if the labia was a fucking envelope and you had your rent check inside that shit. That's how you were licking that. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how it is for everybody, but back in high school, I was, uh, I was what they call a juggalo. And ICP does a very good job at conditioning their male fans into... Eat the damn pussy. It's cotton candy. (laughs) 
Yeah, but juggalos don't get pussies, so it kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a shame Violent J doesn't put out. Ah! Oh! There's the late rim shot as usual. God, I wish I could just be on point with that one week ever. Ah! Well, especially since it was coming from your mind, you should have just been ready with it. <laughs> I never think about it. it. Does it plays in my head, and then and then my hands like, oh shit, I should be doing that. Right? <laughs> no. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. I need some tums. It's been a. And then years later. Years later, you're not even worried about eating pussy. You got broads throwing up on your dick and shit, and you're <laughs> trying to jerk yourself off through an asshole, and fucking, it all gets, and then you learn that all the shit that you thought was really cool when you were a kid was just normal sex. Right, right. I don't know. I. It's so crazy to me how many people in our age bracket will dive head in to a backdoor buffet. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I love to eat asshole. <laughs> I love it. No, I do just as much as I love eating pussy. Why not? As long as they fucking wipe and keep it clean. Hell yeah. You damn right I do, man. You throw a little fucking honey on that shit. You throw some honey on that shit. That's a treat. That's the kind of shit you'd fucking take with you on a fucking uh, uh, middle school field trip on the bus. <laughs> like crack open your fucking Iron Man lunchbox and just eat a little fucking ass with honey. You know, while you're back there fucking playing Pokemon, fucking silver and shit with your fruit roll up, little fruit roll up and asshole with honey. Damn right. There's no I'll eat ass. I'll eat ass quick as shit. No, there's ass I won't eat. I've had to tell broads, like, nah. Sometimes, you you know, you, sometimes it depends on what you think of them. If you care about them, you don't say anything. You just kind of lick, like, their ass cheeks. And then you just roll them over and fuck them in the Kunan. But if you don't care about them, you're just like, uh, you're ass nasty. And then you have two choices. Then you kick them out or you say, let's hop in the shower, baby. You know, and then you just hop in the shower, you get a good blowjob, you nut, and depending on how good the blowjob is, you either give them some sex or you send them home after that. I mean, either way, you got your nut. That's it's like all an almond joke. Yeah. Um, Should I, I, bitch? I'm, I'm afraid I, I'm afraid I sound like I know these scenarios a little too well. <laughs> and that's because he does. And it's because I do. It's, He's got his doctorate in ass eating. I get a lie. But still. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. For any kids that are listening right now. Too many sphincters in the world for me. You know what? That that kid who's at the Galactic Get Down, who popped his head a couple <laughs> times. Our this is for you, buddy. <laughs> Lick that asshole. Lick the asshole. Skim the rim, my boy. Skim the rim. Lick the asshole. Put it in there. 
<laughs> because you know what? She'd do it for you. I haven't got into that. I can't do the. I won't let her lick my asshole, look. What? I won't do that. No. But you won't have it reciprocated. The the taint, I'll let the taint. You know what? The taint, I'll let the taint go. She can lick the taint. But what if the tongue just grazes? You know what I mean? No. 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 That just ends it for you? It's done. It's done. Get out of my house, bitch. It, it curls up like a can. It curls up like the fucking uh, the witch's toes from the Wizard of Oz when the house fucking lands on it. As soon as it goes from the taint to the hole, it's like, Roop. it's like you're not a good witch, you're a bad witch, and uh, it's done. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't. I mean, I mean, she can bring it back, but she just got to stay away. <laughs> No, I can't. I can't do that. And you know what? So many people do, and they tell me it's it's good and it's enjoyable. I just I can't. Number one, I don't like it. I really don't. It makes me uncomfortable. Number two, I got a really hairy ass. Like I'm not a hairy person in general, but my ass and my legs are hairy. I don't need her in there, fucking you know, getting fucking hairs in her nose and sneezing on my butt cheeks and shit. So I don't need none of that. You got a dingleberry in your teeth, babe. <laughs> right and it's just i don't know it's just it's not my thing i guess i think it's because i enjoy it so much on her it she i she i shouldn't enjoy it when she does it to me you know what i mean <laughs> like i don't enjoy sucking your dick right 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 that's not something i enjoy so you know you we never... should we should enjoy the same things sexually. It shouldn't. I don't like licking the nipples. Like, if she licks my nipples, I don't like that. Sucking and licking on my nipples, I don't dig. I like sucking and licking on theirs. I don't like it on mine. I don't think we should enjoy the same things sexually. We're opposites, and I think we should enjoy opposite sexual things. You, you got real fucking quiet, Lope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just pondering life. <laughs> got to reevaluate everything now. <laughs> uh, um, we got 18 minutes on eating ass. That's great. <laughs> we should have more than 18 minutes on eating ass. <laughs> Put some jelly on it and crumble up some graham crackers. Slap a s'more in a butthole. Damn, I'm going to try that now. I'm going to shove a fucking uh, a marshmallow in the butthole. Slather her fucking chocolate. Crumble up some graham crackers. And I might I might light that shit on fire. Fuck her. I ain't going to let her know that ahead of time. <laughs> But I might just do it. I might just do it. Just dabble a little cognac on it and fucking hit the lighter to it. Put some kerosene in a baby lotion bottle. No, because I got to eat it. I got to eat it. (laughs) It's going to be cognac, not kerosene. Everclear. Like like I'm licking up kerosene off a woman's ass. What do I look like licking up kerosene off a woman's ass? Looking like a fool. <laughs> Probably get you fucked up, though. 
Pity the fool that licks the kerosene off a woman's ass. I pity the fool. <laughs> yeah, it probably get you fucked up, man. Yeah. Something I ain't tried before. I remember when we were kids, we tried smoking <laughs> uh, fried banana peels. Did you ever hear that one? No. That was an internet rumor that went around when I was a kid, man. It's it's false. Let me just say that. Might <laughs> give you a fuck of a headache. There you go. Yeah, it was not okay. It was I not okay. I used to try to smoke incense. That's not okay either, man. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. That's not okay either. <laughs> Doesn't mean I didn't do it. <laughs> right? Well, same with the banana peels. Doesn't mean I didn't do it. Right. I look back on the things I've ingested in my body purposely. It's like, gosh, damn, man. I had this one time. At there ben was a, a, a no. But anyways, one of my dealers, man, like one of my main dealers, like the, like one of the head dealers, she had her own personal stash in her fucking uh, purse, right? And somebody tried to jack her. So she fought him off, right? That happens. It's normal. If you're fucking selling meth, that kind of shit happens. But in the meantime, while they were trying to fucking uh, jack her purse... Her fucking uh, perfume bottle broke in her purse, right? Mm-hmm. All of her fucking personal meth got doused with perfume. Well, sell that shit then. No, she gave that shit away, man. And she gave it away to, uh, to a lot of my friends <laughs> and myself. And I'll be damned if I didn't try it. And I'll be damned if that ain't a flavor I've never forgotten in my life. And not in the good ways. It is one of the worst things I've purposely ingested in my body <laughs> ever. Oh my gosh. Oh god. I can go into no, uh, in a Northern Lights per- story. Uh, we were we were at a party in the North Minneapolis. One of our friends, I'm not gonna name names per se, but one no, of our friends should. One of our friends bought a, a old school undercover cop car and rigged up his own lights and sirens. And he would go to every single party we were at and bust up in that place like the cops. So we were at this party and it was, a I think there was two kegs and a wop. And we're raging. We're raging like Cajuns. Fucking Strata has got... A big old bag of swag, because that was the shit back in the day. It's still the shit today. But uh, just ask, you know, our friend from the get down. <laughs> Throw back at the get down. <laughs> it was a time machine. No, uh, <laughs> everybody's like, shit. The cops are here. The cops are here. We're all underage and shit, you know. So everybody's taking their precautions. Kenny's in the basement with the two kegs, or one of the two kegs, two kegs, no, both the kegs were in the basement. He, he looks, he's got the bag in his pocket, he starts to panic, he grabs it out of his pocket, tosses it in a washing machine in the basement. Now this washing machine has been broken down and sitting full of stagnant soapy water for a couple of months. Tell me about it, Loke. Ruined the whole bag. Don't mean we didn't smoke it! Don't mean we didn't smoke it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I guess I can say I 
sort of feel your pain there, kind of? Nope. Uh, yeah, on a yeah, completely different level. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're all addicts in the same way, right? Yeah. Everybody, fuck anybody who's listening to this, because everybody's an addict in their own way. You might be addicted to a television show. You might be addicted to adulation from your family. You might be addicted to money. Everybody's an addict in some way, shape, form, or the other. Fuck everybody. Goddamn, Fat Mac. You made me realize how many addictions I have. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Fuck everybody. Gotta reassess myself. No, I don't. I'm happy with who I am. Fuck you. I'm addicted to alcohol, money, and pussy. And ass with honey and graham crackers. <laughs> and kerosene. Speaking, speaking of uh, and kerosene. Speaking of kerosene, I'm going to talk about the beer that I'm drinking today. Because I, I have a special beer. I am, uh, you know what I didn't do is I didn't. clip from a few weeks back that I wanted to steal for every time that we do um, our, our beer. And I, I think I'll do it next week. I'll do it for next week. I'm going to try to make sure that I steal that clip so we can play it every time we do the beer. Okay. But I didn't do it yet, so we don't have it, folks. So fuck you. But this week, I am drinking on Finnegan's. Yes, folks, it's Finnegan's. Finnegan again, again. And Finnegan's is from is from Minnesota. Um, it's fucking wet, man. I'm having a hard time reading it. <laughs> Five point six alcohol. I gotta give the brewing company because that's the whole point. We're giving a shout out. Oh, there we go. Um, contract brewed and bottled by Summit Brewing Company of St. Paul, Minnesota. This is from Minnesota. It's Finnegan's, and it is the Hoppy Shepherd, folks. It's kind of a take on the Good Shepherd, if you know the stories of uh, Jesus and his Mexican brethren. Oh, wait, Middle Eastern brethren. Oh, wait, I mean white brethren. ISIS. Um, if you know if you know about Jesus and all the good white people that he was with, the Chris Hoppy Rock. Shepherd and Chris Rock. Rock. Oh, yeah, he was one of the disciples. Apostles. 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 <laughs> he was one of the apostles. Um, no, this is good. It's the Hoppy Shepherd. It's by Finnegan's. Uh, like I said, of of the uh, uh, Summit Brewing Company, which has been on our show many times before. One thing that's awesome about the Hoppy Shepherd, folks, and this isn't a joke. This isn't playing. This isn't anything else. Fuck that. 100% of the profits of this beer, the Hoppy Shepherd. This is a good beer and a good company, folks. I'm not kidding, 100% of the profits. You know how sometimes people say a portion of the profits go to, and it's like 0.7% maybe? No. Of this beer that I bought, that I spent money on, I spent $12.99. That's $12.99 on this. Okay, folks? It was a six-pack. Finnegan's Hoppy Shepherd. $12.99. Well, they say euro. 
But yeah, twelve euro ninety nine. But it wouldn't be. But that it wasn't easy. euros. I, it uh, was I, don't, I don't know. I don't know conversion rates. So I don't know either. One hundred percent. in the comments, folks. I do know that the conversion rate for one hundred percent in Europe is one hundred percent. So one hundred percent again, folks, of the profits go to feeding the hungry in America. So there you go, folks. Finnegan's Hoppy Shepherd. This is, you know how I feel about hops. I think this is delicious. It's crisp. It When I drink it, I feel like I'm biting into an apple. Okay? I a bowl of hops for breakfast. I, I could take a bowl of hops for breakfast with, with Hoppy Shepherd as my milk. There you go. And then I just drink it. But that's okay. No, 100% of the degree. This is a good beer. And it is. I'm, I'm not saying that, folks. You know, um, I've had a beer that I didn't like on here, and I told you about it. This beer I extremely like. You know I love the hoppy beers. It's crisp. It's a seasonal ale. Okay? And uh, go out and buy it. Finnegan's Hoppy Shepherd 100% goes to feed the, the hungry. We're all fucking hungry. Folks, I'm hungry. Pacey's hungry. My dogs are hungry. My son is hungry. Pacey's kids are hungry. His dog is hungry. There are people hungry everywhere. At all times of the day, there is somebody hungry somewhere. If you can just go out and buy a fucking beer to fucking drink, and it will also help somebody get a fucking sandwich, do it, you worthless fucker, you. See, that makes me a little salty. Because I can't buy and the beer what? and get a sandwich for myself. But you'd put some salt on it because you're salty. Hey, salt and beer is, is a godsend. Salt on a sandwich is good. Salt on a booty hole? With honey and graham crackers. I'd put salt on a booty hole. Yeah, why not? I like salt. Put put salt and garlic. Fuck, I'm going to try that. I'm doing that this week. I'm doing that this week. We always go like sweet when you're fucking people. But I think this salt is the term. Vinegar. Eat. Salt and vinegar. Salt, vinegar, and garlic is going on your fucking booty hole this week. I'm licking it up, and I'm going to let you know how it is next week. Salt, vinegar, garlic, and maybe some pastrami. Oh, my God. You should sneak sneak a ghost chili in there, or a Carolina Reaper. Bags. There you go. Hit it with some Carolina Reaper. Oh, man. If I put a, I'm gonna put a, I ain't gonna put a Carolina Reaper in there until I'm done, because I'm not putting it in there after it's been. <laughs> because you know what? I ain't gonna lie. There was a wild fire and ice eat your heart out. Your there was a while out. back, and it, and it wasn't <laughs> eat your ass out. It was a while back, and it wasn't as long ago as I'd like to admit. And I was cooking with some uh, habaneros, and I, I, and you know what? I'm just not gonna lie, man. I don't wear a lot of clothes around my house, okay? I'm cooking, and I got habaneros, and I'm cutting up them up, and I'm dicing them up, and I throw them in something, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and I scratched my balls because your balls itch from time to time. Son of a bitch. I had to <laughs> run into my shower, turn that fucking cold water on. Thank heavens I have one of them uh, removable hose noozles. 
so it isn't just stuck Hobbs up nizzles. on top. And I and I took it off and I like put it under my ball because that shit burned like the gall darn fucking devil tickling your balls. I gotta Woo! apologize to Snoop Dogg when I said Haas nizzles. I didn't mean to say nizzles. I know I don't have that right. You meant noozles. You meant noozles. <laughs> it's the noozle on the hoose. Nah, it was it was fucking rough. I've been there. I've done that, and it's not fun, and it's not okay. It's not. I would not put a, a ghost pepper in there, um, <laughs> unless I'm done with it. And then I would. There you go. Send her home with the Carolina Send her home. Reaper. Send her home. Send her. Send him on home. Send her on back. Ain't home. <laughs> Talk about Cinderella. That shit was lighting a cinder in her panties. <laughs> Speaking of lighting a cinder in your panties, all red everything fire crotch her fucking self is in the news, pasty white. Yes. The bitch is dead. WWE finally released her. Bitch <laughs> The bitch is dead, the wicked bitch, ding dong, the bitch is dead today. It's funny sorry, that they but... just let her go, because I could have swore they let her go like a year ago. Well, we why just, they waited uh, so long. We just talked about this a few months ago, how we said she was out the fucking door. And it wasn't official, but we said we knew with everything going on, She's out the fucking door, and it wasn't official, and I'm surprised it did take this long to become official. Yeah. Whose dick was she sucking? I bet that sounded really good in my voice. I love your voice. (laughs) I got a chub going. This whole podcast, I've got a chub going. (laughs) Keep it going. Two hours. No, no. I might throw some ghost pepper on there with some goddamn graham crackers. There you go. Just just liquefy the, the ghost. No, Carolina Reaper and inject it in the pee hole. Yeah. That could be a new YouTube sensation challenge. Dude, you ever finger the pee hole? No. I, I can tell by your silence you haven't. No. Work out the hole, man. Work it out. Stretch it out. You'll be surprised how much you can get in that. Are you talking about your own? No. Hers. <laughs> I'm talking about hers. Work hers out, look. Put a finger in there. Start with the pinky. It'll take the pinky. You'll be surprised how easily it'll take the pinky. <laughs> be surprised. Start with the pinky. It'll take the pinky with no problem. Work it out from there. You'll get a fucking cockhead in there before long, look. <laughs> and you ain't tough. never lived to fuck the fucking pee hole. Dude, people say, oh, there's four holes in a woman. Fuck that. There's more. There's more. You got to exploit everyone. Anyways, what were we talking about? Well, fuck. Now I got to go back to another back in the day story back in high school. And I don't know how true this is, but this was some lunch table conversation. And I think it was the same buddy who's like, hey, guys, let's watch this porn together. But he's talking about how he either saw something or read something about how two gay dudes 
one stretches urethra out enough for the other dude to fuck it. Yeah. That's dedication, Holmes. That is dedication. Well, from what you're talking about, from what you're talking about, a pee hole could stretch. So it's got to go all the way, you know? (laughs) But I would assume it's got to be like... one of them's got to have a huge cock and one's got to have a tiny one. I guess I would think. I would think. I don't know. And the one with the huge cock's the taker, which is weird and kind of backwards. I don't know, but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. If that if a, if a pig hole can stretch big enough to fit a cock in it, I'm going to start stretching mine out and then I'm going to start taking pictures with shit shoved in it so it looks like it's gargantuan. And I'm going to send control. dick pics to everybody. Stick the stick the remote in there. <laughs> Won't lose it yeah. tonight. <laughs> uh, but every every broad I know is getting a dick pic, and it's going to be giant. It's going to be look at this compared to the Xbox controller. You're missing out, bitch. It's the circumference of a soda can, cunt. This is what I call a master blaster. Right? You're like this is me soft. Want to see me hard? Uh, what are we talking about now anyways yeah yeah stuff even marie is gone and and you know what i don't think it's sad i'm not i don't care like like you said we had talked about she's gonna be gone for a while she never you know what to me if if you look at it realistically she was a total diva star she was never a wwe superstar yeah, yeah, and as soon as the she was on, title left, she had no reason to be there anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's on Divas like every episode, and and I guess she was a big part of it. I still have never. I tried to watch the first season, and I made it through the whole first season, but I never watched anything. I did see the episode where her booby thing after that. She. Hey, there you go. It happened to ODB also. Poor gal. But um, it was over a year since she's even been on TV. And when she was on TV, her whole gimmick was just coming up with excuses to not wrestle. So we don't need her. I've seen so many things on the fucking internet like, oh, we're going to miss her. She's so gorgeous. Oh, we're going to miss her butt. Oh, we're going to miss her good looks. Okay, well, number one. She's going on to do movies, so you're going to see her in movies. So if that's what you want, go ahead. Number two, uh, she wasn't fucking on TV anyways. What are you going to miss? Right, right. And she couldn't put on a match to save her life for crying out loud. The only reason I'm sad that she's gone is because now the heat's on Emma, and I feel like she's the next one to go, even though she doesn't deserve it. I, um... Well, let, let me go on to my, number three, and then I'll talk about Emma. My number three is that if you're looking for good-looking gals, there's still a ton of good-looking gals in WWE, starting with Asuka, going on to Bayley, going on to Alexa Bliss. Oh, my gosh. Um, you got you really Lana. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it's like fucking A. Um, I, I used to think Charlotte, but... Eh, no. No. God. <laughs> She's one of those people, when you've seen her naked, she looks worse than when you've seen her yeah. with clothes. Oh, my like, holy fucking shit. Her, her Her top adds so much, like, shape to her entire body. 
And now I understand why it's got to have that V below the bra. Like, holy shit. So we don't see her her Ethiopian ribs. Oh, all I got to say, folks, is cross-eyed boobies. Just just <laughs> imagine, like, a lazy-eyed tit. Um, but Emma, I think, you know what I'm hoping? And this, this might sound mean, but I, I really don't think it is. I think this is very positive. I'm hoping when we get the uh, shake down or shake up or shake around or shake your booty after SummerSlam, I'm hoping we've heard that NXT people are going to be coming up. I would hope they can let some NXT people down because Emma could really go for having uh, another career down in NXT again. Yeah, and rumors have been flying around that uh, NXT is going to be calling down more people because they're trying to make it more of its own brand than just a, a preliminaries to getting yourself into Raw or SmackDown. Which I'm cool when with. they should. Uh, another thing that comes to mind that I have to say, because you said the shake down or the shake up or the shake around or whatever. Has anybody ever told Vince McMahon, shake it more than twice and you're playing with yourself? I think Vince plays with himself often. <laughs> He's going to shut us down again, man. Watch it. He's gonna. Um, Ascension would be another one that would be good to go back down to NXT. I think they could only benefit from going back down to NXT. They've done some pretty good things with Bree Zongo in recent times. But they haven't done anything in the ring. And Bree Zongo isn't going to miss them. You know what I mean? Man, sn- slipping those Eddie Money tickets off the table at the end of that segment really sold them for me. <laughs> like, so much. that I, That is definitely my favorite thing they've ever done. If you want them to stick around, they have to go to NXT. I mean, they're not going to last on the main roster, Loke. See, my, my hopes is that in the shakeup, and I've been saying this week after week after week, is that the Hardys go to SmackDown, and SmackDown is the more character-driven tag team show whereas Raw has the more serious tag teams. And I, just, totally I, cool still with don't think, I still don't think WWE would push the Ascension into that. I well, would no, love the Ascension to see is fucked. Ever since the Ascension got put up as Stardust's lackeys, they've been fucked. Yeah, they have, and they will. But they can be funny. I mean, I like... I never thought I would see that side of them, and I greatly appreciate it, and... It's Do it's it. awesome to know that they have depth and character. They can be funny. Like, they can be badasses and just destroy people. We and only yeah, listen they can to grindcore death metal. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, the whole, um, the whole fashion peaks deal has been awesome. I've loved it. Um, I text, I, I messaged you, and I said, I'm hoping this is Red Dragon's introduction. I'm afraid it's not going to be, but I'm still holding off hope that this whole fashion police, fashion piles, or fashion files, I shouldn't say, fashion peaks deal, I'm hoping it's an introduction to Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish as a tag team on the main roster. That would be badass. Number one, they need it. They're, They're severely lacking in tag teams right now. And number two, I think it would work really well with their gimmick. I could see it. Part of me still thinks it's the Woken Hardys. 
and that they're building up to that. Because I don't think we will see it. I don't think we'll see the Woken Hardys until after SummerSlam. No. Not I, at I, SummerSlam. I, even, I'd say that's too early. I don't think so. We're not going to see the Woken Hardys until the lawsuit is... They won't put... WWE will not put those characters on screen until the lawsuit's completely done. And well, that includes, quote-unquote, Woken Hardys. But it's different. It's not broken. No, it's not. It is not different. It They're is the different. same characters, and they're using a term that is two letters different than yeah. the other one. It's called a parody. WWE, Parodies I, I are completely that. legal and legit. And TNA would do it, and Ring of Honor might do it, um, but... WWE is the same company. Yeah, please that would tell me. Make... WWE would not make a wait, fake Diesel and a fake Razor wait. Ramon. You well, yeah, 20 years ago, yes, 20 years ago WWE was a very different company. Now pasty, remember WWE is the same company that would not even talk to Ring of Honor stars until they were off of contract for 6 months. You could not be contracted to Ring of Honor for six months. They had to spend six months being in independence before WWE would even talk to them. They're worried about legal, and they should be worried about legal. And it's just, it's not going, we would love it to happen. It won't happen. It won't, Pasty. It could happen. It could, yes. I am a hundred percent that it could. I will never give up hope. Saying it won't. Never. Never ever. Once the once the lawsuit's over, they can go full bore and they can do everything and they should. If they win it, I guess. If they don't win it, they might be fucked. So do you think do you think but, um, uh, WWE had to shell out to Global Force the night that they did the uh They did they haven't. WWE has not aired anything about Woken Hardys. That was all no. after. But Jeff did his, his line from the song, and, and then uh, Matt said something along the lines of broken and delete. But it was direct quotes from there. They said words, yeah. They didn't, they didn't change character. And they didn't use copyrighted terms. Yeah, but this isn't about whether the terms are copyrighted. It's about whether the characters are copyrighted. And they didn't use the characters at all. I don't think Global Force is smart enough, or TNA in itself was smart enough to copyright their slogans. I don't think so. And I don't think there's I don't any think those to terms stand on. Are. No, I don't think those terms are. I think WWE is gun-shy enough to not use them, is what I'm saying. Only time we will know tell. We know they're not copyrighted. We know that. We know that for a fact. Yeah, is who has the world the intellectual is an property place. for them. I don't, know how much you can, I don't know how much you can quote me on it or how much you can take it for true. But rumor has it WWE is developing a working relationship with New Japan right now. That I don't buy that at all. Let me see if I can bring something up. Keep on ranting. Yeah, bring something up. Because uh, WWE won't have the Bucks. They won't have Omega. No, but this is to uh, get this is to get potential maybe, WWE wrestlers into the G1 Climax. 
potentially. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I said, I just see that. I, I know G. I know New Japan's been very against that in the past. I think they'd be smart to do it, but with WWE, um, well, number one with 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 New Japan running uh, an American show in uh, the West Coast, even. And let's be honest, that's as far away from WWE as you can get. But when they ran that American show that we covered on this show here, uh, WWE took that as a direct assault against them from all terms. That it was an attack against WWE. Uh, We know that the Bucks have very little positive to say about anything WWE. Um, Kenny Omega, we all know, is going to go to WWE. He's not going to say anything negative. He's going to end up there. We don't know when, but Kenny Omega will. Well, eventually he'll have nothing else to do anywhere. You know, yeah, he's going he's gonna to hit the pinnacle, and that's where he's going to have to go. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I would like to hear where you heard this, because I haven't heard anything about it. The only things I have heard is that, A, WWE is very... Um, negative on New Japan for the moves they've made and that being New Japan has been taking actions uh, uh, productive actions to attack WWE and take some of their viewership that's why uh, that's why I'm kind of curious where you get that information from because I've heard nothing but the opposite it was something on the cult of kayfabe Oh, come on. Shut up. That's like my favorite place. That's my favorite I place. know, but they got a lot of BS on there. You got to sift do. through. But I love it. And it wasn't kayfabe news either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you I guys don't K- know. I love kayfabe news. Seriously. Go to kayfabenews.com and read some of this shit. Share it it's to Facebook shit. and watch your wrestling friends freak the fuck out as they don't realize it's a parody. It's wonderful. I'm not seeing anything. It's a lie. It's all lies. Wow, what a quiet segment. Fat Mac. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. What? Did you find it? No, I didn't find it. Well, I just come didn't on. Hear you say you had to leave. I don't have to leave. <laughs> well, it was a big, quiet segment there. As I, I was waiting it. for you to tell us about the damn agreement between New Japan and WWE. I heard your fucking sliding door, you bastard. Yeah, I went off to piss. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might talk a little while I was gone. Come on, man. You I did. Sexy, a little. Just wait till you listen back. Isaac Hayes, Isaac Hayes <laughs> voice. And I thought maybe the female viewers would love it. My darling, uh can't get they might, enough of your love, babe. Might throw a ghost pepper in their ass oh, or something. I don't know. I don't know why. Can't 
can't get enough of your love, babe. I'm loving this fucking voice, dude. I ain't kidding, man. <laughs> definitely got me a chub. I had to, I had to shut off the playback to myself because it was f- tripping me the fuck out. Not only <laughs> you're is like, it lower, guy talking. Not only is it lower, but it's still slightly like off from when I'm talking, and that makes it really <laughs> difficult. Really right. difficult. So, um, so I, I want to talk about something about our, our guest that was at the beginning of the show. Uh, we have heard a story from Bruce Pritchard. For those of you who don't know who Bruce Pritchard is, he, uh, he was brother love in WWE in the eighties, who was kind of a, a Southern preacher type. Uh, he was part of creative in WWE during the 90s into the 2000s, and he is currently part of the creative in TNA. He also has one of the largest uh, podcasts in wrestling today. Bigger than Jim Ross's. Bigger than Chris Jericho's. Um, he's bigger than a lot of the biggest ones. I think maybe Taz has a bigger one than him, but Taz... I get, I, you can't count that because Taz isn't a podcast. It's a radio show on NBC Radio, and it airs live through the, the radio wave, so I guess you can't count. He has definitely one of the biggest um, podcasts out there. And if you haven't heard it, it's good. It's called Something to Wrestle with Bruce, Pit, Bruce Pitchard. Pit, Pritchard. Bruce Something, Pitchard. <laughs> Something to Wrestle with is its show title. And it's Bruce Pritchard. So it's called Something to Wrestle with Bruce, Bruce Pitch, Pritchard. God, I, can't, I can't say the whole thing. I can say something to wrestle with, and I can say Bruce Pritchard, but I can't say the whole thing. Try it again. Anyways. Try it again. So, okay, hold on. Hold, let me take a drink of... Let me take the a redemption, drink of, ladies and gentlemen. Let me take a drink of the Hoppy Shepherd by Finnegan's. 100% of the profits go to feeding the hungry folks. So, he has a podcast called Something to Wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard. Hey, I got it! Woo! Something to Wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard. And in his latest episode, which is about Paul Heyman, it's all about Paul Heyman. It's about two and a half hours of Paul Heyman. It's actually a really good episode, and I can't uh, promote this podcast enough. Him and Conrad are amazing. He states that Paul Heyman used to write to various wrestling magazines, websites, and other media under at very least three assumed names to spread his own message, his own propaganda, his side of the story, or completely make up fallacies. Fallacies? Um, Why are you putting lipstick on your phallus? If this is true, this is pretty fucking big news. Um, he didn't cite a single source to back that up. So that's one thing. But he's dropped a lot of bombshells that have been very well proven. He's uh, talked about a lot of things people don't know. He's somebody who we know is in the know, quote-unquote, of professional wrestling. 
he was part of the business end of WWE and part of the business end of TNA, so he knew those things. Um, and, and one of the things he said in this show was that there would be three or four or five people of different names who would tell these wrestling websites the exact same story that him and Vince and other people in the back knew were false because they were involved in these stories and that at least 50% of the time they made Paul Heyman look like the hero or the big guy or this or that. Uh, wow. What, what, I mean, what do you, what do you say, pasty? What do you think? What, what do you think? Do you, when you look at Paul Heyman, the same guy who tried to get a uh, threesome going with uh, three Sailor Moon type Miztourage guys. <laughs> um, do you do you think Paul could do this? Do you think he couldn't do this? Do you think what do you think? What are your thoughts on this accusation? Well, in my world, Paul Heyman can do no wrong. But does that mean he wouldn't do it, or does that mean you don't think he's wrong for doing it? Those are two different answers. I think he would do it. I just <laughs> I love Paul Heyman. And I won't fault him for anything he does. I'm not pissed at Brock Lesnar for using steroids in the UFC. Right, he still walked away with the purse. Yeah, and it brought him back home. At least for now. I still say if you if you get a one million dollar fucking payday. And you pay a, a ten thousand dollar fine for using steroids. <laughs> You're a winner. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Why aren't more You're people using steroids? <laughs> um, I guess me when I when I heard this, my first thoughts were A, Paul Heyman would definitely do this. Yes. Yes oh, yeah. he would. And B that Paul Heyman is out to make money. Okay, first of all, he's a Jew. And I mean this in the least racist way, and I was trying to fucking sugarcoat it, pasty. It's not racist to say he's, he's a, Jew. a Jew. Jew is not a race. <laughs> <laughs> and I say this in the least racist possible way. He's a Jew. <laughs> he says he's, he's a Jew. And, and hey. You know what? He went out and said that he took his bar mitzvah money and started a fucking wrestling news magazine. He admits that he's super Jew to the fucking core. So, yes, I think that he's not only Jewish and wants to make money, but that he's just out to be a good businessman. And I think if you can go out and put stories out under assumed names and push not only you, but your wrestlers and your brand... And and you can promote yourself and give yourself more more airtime, more ring time, more words on pages, more stories. Why not do it? This is wrestling. Is is anything sacred? Is anything sacred in wrestling? They've talked Joey about Ryan's um, penis. Well, they've talked about uh, they've talked about. Um, Charlotte Flair's dead brother. I guess, you know what? Uh, Chris Benoit and Owen Hart are sacred in wrestling. We'll say that, maybe. 
Maybe. Otherwise, I don't think anything else is. And that still has a time limit on it. At some point, oh, yeah. people are going to make a storyline out of both Chris Benoit and Owen Hart. At some point. So, I'm okay with it, and I believe it. I mean, I guess it sounds like we're both on the same page, huh, Pasty? Yeah. We agree it could have happened, and we agree that we're both okay if it did happen. But when you're in the industry, you got to do what you can to get ahead. Um, Anybody who has not watched the DVD, My Name is Paul Heyman, have you watched it, Pasty? Uh, no. Unless it's on the network, but I don't the think first- it is. It is on the network. Okay, it is. Then I have it's watched actually, it. Yeah. It's been on there for over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, the first 20 minutes talks about him growing up. And I think the first 20 minutes is the most interesting part. Because he talks about how he took his bar mitzvah money and he turned it into a wrestling magazine thing. He talked about how he was a photographer and he used to budge in front of everybody and he used to literally knock people down or break their cameras on purpose so that he'd get better wrestling shots. He talked about how he would sneak into the meetings of Jim Crockett promotions, and Dusty Rhodes would be up there talking about what they're going to do for the day, and he'd be writing it down. And he talks about how he got busted for doing that. But Dusty Rhodes said, Listen here, brother, if you take down what we're writing right now, and you give us a good story... I'm going to let you sit back there and I'm going to let you write down everything that you write down. But you're going to have to write us a good story and you're going to sell our promotion. And it's fucking amazing to hear these stories about how he, uh, again, excuse me for lack of a better word, he jewed his way into all of these situations (laughs) and just uh, and became a superstar. You know, some people consider uh, the term "jewing your way into a situation" a knock or or a negative, but I mean, it was it was extremely a positive in his case. So, fucking yeah. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. Real turbulent juice. And if y'all are feeling frisky, tomorrow night I am going to upload a Fantastic Fables that was recorded during the Galactic Get Down all about Rick and Morty. Don't sound on that one. It is starring your favorite Beef Sticks host, Pasty White. And it also happens to feature myself, Fat Mac. And uh, it's it's great. It's an awesome show. It's Rick and Morty. It's Pasty White. It's Fat Mac. It's Beef Sticks. It's Fantastic Fables. It's Cloud Style. It's Galactic Get Down. It's really good. Man, tomorrow. I'm uploading that tomorrow. Check this shit out, man. I'm excited to hear it. Apparently, I sound like God, which is an every average, everyday thing for me, especially now. I know, and I know today, today you sound like Isaac Hayes, tomorrow you sound like God. It's like pretty soon you're just going to be on a fucking Jim Carrey movie where you're a black guy who is God. <laughs> I'm gonna be Shout out to Click, folks. Did anybody catch that? And Pacey caught it. Pacey caught cl- the Click reference. That, yeah, but that Nobody wasn't else. Click. It wasn't Click. 
Oh, which one was it? Uh, oh, Bruce, Bruce Almighty. Bruce yeah. Almighty. Click was Not an Adam Bruce. Sandler movie. With, uh, with uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken, yes. You're right. As Bruce Almighty. I fucked that up. He was not the devil. He was the devil. Why is he the devil? Because he set it all up. He knew what was going to happen, and he let it happen, because he's the devil. Bobby, Bobby Boucher, that Christopher Walken is the devil, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> I thought he was like an angel. Wasn't he an angel to show him the, the errors of his way? I don't know. I, I feel like it was the well, devil that told him to walk this path. I, I love anything Christopher Walken. Have you seen Nine Lives yet? No. Watch Nine Lives with your kids. Number one, your kids will love it. Number two, I love it for all the worst reasons. And number three, Christopher Walken is amazing in it. He's amazing in everything. He was amazing in Balls of Fury. And it has um um Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey actually stars. He becomes the cat. You Kevin almost spaced Spacey. on Spacey. I spaced on Spacey. I was going to say Unusual Suspects in 7, and that should have gave it away. But Spacing you never know. Spacing on Spacey is better than pasting on Pacey. I've, That's I've what pasted. I always say. <laughs> I'll paste on you when you get me all excited. <laughs> oh, shit. Hmm. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Uh, hey, let's talk about Lesnar. We talked about Heyman. Let's talk about Lesnar. All right. Lesnar is really right. pushing uh, the whole... Both Lesnar and John Jones are pushing the whole fucking UFC match. Yes, they now, are. Now, we all... That Jones Lesnar inside the UFC octagon probably probably won't happen until next year at best, since Lesnar still has several months remaining on his USADA suspension. That went back to remember when we we, we just talked about he was juicing. Uh, he got busted juicing. I was somebody who was uh, defending him when he got busted the first time. They said, oh, it came up that he was juicing. And it's like, yeah, there's a handful of things that could come up as a false positive. And then it turns out he failed three of the tests he took out of three. When you fail 100% of the tests, you did it. Of course, you'll defend Brock Lesnar, but you'll demonize Jinder Mahal just for being a, a decent physical specimen. How many times has Jinder Mahal took a USADA test? Eight. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Uh, so he has a zero percent rating on USADA, as far as I'm concerned. Nah, I say and keep it, keep Lesnar in WWE. Bring Jones over. Well, Jones ain't doing that, and the money I don't think is in that. I mean, it, yeah, it would be for WWE. I don't think it is for Jones. Um, it's rumored that Lesnar has taken steps to re-enter the USADA drug testing program. A lot of places say he actually already has re-entered it. But even if he has, he the time limit still isn't up yet. 
So he is not eligible currently. Now, wrestling and MMA insiders are convinced there is a good chance that this big money fight will take place, whether it's at UFC or WWE, as Pasty White has stated. After John Jones challenged Lesnar, WWE.com actually acknowledged this situation and teased that we might even see uh, John or uh, John Bones Jones in a WWE ring at some point. WWE.com stated, quote, with Lesnar focused on his upcoming Universal Championship defense against Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and Samoa Joe in a fatal four-way match at SummerSlam. How great would it does- be if they added John Jones to that lineup? Fatal five-way bitches. Uh, WWE.com goes on to say, does he have time to seriously ponder a showdown with Jones? Why is WWE.com using the word ponder? We should look into that. (laughs) But Jones has been asked about a UFC fight against Brock Lesnar in recent media interviews, which has fueled interest in what's likely the biggest marquee match UFC could present at this point. Uh, There are not two bigger names you could have a pay-per-view, put on a fucking sign, put on a marquee in Las Vegas to get more asses in seats, more eyes on the screen, and more downloads on their fucking devices. When asked by Twitter, user Evo08, if he considered attending SummerSlam and sitting ringside, excuse me, for Brock Lesnar's Universal Championship defense against Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and Samoa Joe, John Jones actually teased that he thought about the possibility. He said, quote, it crossed my mind. That's a great quote. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I gotta, you got to love wrestling news. <laughs> it crossed my mind. They'll report anything. Uh, <laughs> Don't read wrestling news. Listen to B6 podcast. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, though, John Jones... Don't read the wrestling news for you. (laughs) What what may actually be uh, something we'd see sooner than Jones versus Lesnar is that Jones is not the only UFC fighter that could be at SummerSlam. In fact, UFC women's bantamweight champion Chris Cyborg and SDL, yes, SmackDown Live superstar Becky Lynch I've been talking a little bit of shit back and forth on the old Twitter machine. With Cyborg repeatedly using the hashtag SummerSlam in her tweets against Lynch. She tweeted, hmm. I'm telling you, folks. This shit's fucking riveting. riveting. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sorry. (laughs) She tweeted. She twatted. She twatted. She twatted. She twatted. Mm, hashtag SummerSlam at Triple H. You can't hide Becky Lynch forever with the hashtag UFC 219 Cyborg V Home, which is her. 
also said, pipe down, nobody's hiding nothing, and I will be there. Can't say the same for you at Becky Lynch WWE. She also says, Brazilians aren't known to be quiet just because they're asked. I have a country that wants their rematch with Ireland at Summer Slam. Which is a reference to the classic Brazilian-Ireland War of 1347. Which brought us Chickle Sticks. Chickle Sticks. Everybody's favorite. I love Chickle Sticks. You know, and I've been hearing that uh, Ronda Ronda Rousey is is inching closer and closer to the WWE. I have been for a while, and I haven't heard anything lately, so I don't it's know what the deal is. It's popped back up again this week. It's popped back up Did it this week? week? I, I must yeah. have missed it this week because I haven't heard anything recently. I know she kind of, uh, after her whole debacle in UFC, which, you know what? Fuck that. If I won, like, fucking 12, 12 matches in a row and lost one, like, got the beat shit out of me. I wouldn't fucking just right. You know it why does just everybody say that's a horrible? It's not. Yeah, she has to have been beat, and I'm sorry that she got beat the shit out of, but that's still part of life. Besides, UFC is all scripted. Hey, every, you know what? If you ask me, every sport's scripted. I love how people are like basketball and football are real. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, the same okay. shit that professional wrestling fans used to say back in the 1900s, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, good for you. How much money do they make off of that? Oh, they make multi-millions, yeah. So they would just allow the outcome to happen by chance and risk (laughs) their multi-millions on that being by chance. Yeah, sure. No, fuck you. They're all all scripted. If football was real, losers wouldn't get any money, and it would make them want to win more. Don't get me wrong. I don't think everybody playing on the field knows what's going on. But I know the coaches and the big money players and the owners know what's going on. And they're making the calls. Oh, yeah. Maybe even the refs, man. Maybe even the refs. Oh, yeah. Oh, the refs do know. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that the refs know. That's where you get all the bogus bullshit calls. Hey, hey, hey. Not only is it Beef Sticks 10 wedding anniversary, 20 episodes in the bag. Today also happens to mark the 20 year anniversary of Degeneration X. Y'all. Degeneration so, X! So get on your knees and suck it. What a beautiful tribute from the New Day. 
Yeah, and Kofi you know Kingston could have did their theme song. From one of the best, um, from one of the best groups of all time, they're honoring one of the best groups of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, New Day's been kind of going to, towards some heel stuff. If you were to watch SmackDown this week, uh, at the end of, it was Usos versus somebody. It wasn't the New Day, but at the end of the match, Big E comes down the ramp by himself to distract the Usos as Kofi and Xavier jump them from behind. Oh, Wow. Yeah. yeah, that is heelish. With, and, and they even brought out chairs. Of, I don't think anybody got hit with the chairs, but they brought out chairs. And it's that, kind you know, of surprising because Usos have been very heelish in everything they've done so far, which is awesome. They attacked the New Day coming down the ramp a couple weeks ago, which is something I don't think we've ever seen in the New Day's uh, whole existence, which is surprising as long Let as they're Let alone the Usos it doing is. it to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we've seen anybody do that. Um, and then they, uh, and they've they've done two complete uh, raps against the New Day. One in which they referenced the whole page debacle, which turned a whole uh, <laughs> Alberto Al Patron thing on them. But I, I think they've done great as heels. I mean, I guess if New Day. I'm okay with them turning heel after the Uso thing, but I, I don't want to see a double turn with Uso's turning face and New Day turning heel because Uso's are doing so great. They're rejuvenating themselves in this heel run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I could I could at this point see it to be in the very end that the New Days have been the one fucking with Breezango this whole time. I could. I'm still I'm holding out for Red Dragon, brah. You do that. You do that. So in, I'll in, be here in reality. The remembrance, in the remembrance of the anniversary of Degeneration X. You can bet I'm chopping I'm Kofi him. out in that, and I'm going to make it into a button for forever. Awesome. Yes. I'm going to put you on the spot. Who is your favorite all-time member of Degeneration X? That includes any of them. That includes China. That includes Rick Rude. That includes Road Dog. That includes X Pac, Shawn Michaels. Uh, Mike Tyson <laughs> was a part of D Generation X. Yeah, I mean, that includes any of them. I think McMahon might have been a member at one point I when think, I, I wasn't watching happen. anymore. Yeah. That sounds like something they would have done anyway. Anyways, who's who is your all time favorite member of D Generation X? And Pasty. Don't hold back. If it is Shawn Michaels, don't think I'm going to fucking attack you. Because I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it be Shawn Michaels if that is truly... It could answer. be Shawn Michaels, but it all, to me, boils down to Triple H. Okay. He's the okay. leader. You know, D-Generation X never would have been what it was without him. He wasn't the leader at first. It was Shawn at first. I, I, I know that. But, I mean, he, he was the Iron Fist. Shawn Michaels... I was always the jokester, but, but I mean, Triple H gave him a little bit of legitimacy. And I, I feel like, I feel like Triple H pulled things out of Shawn Michaels that we wouldn't have got without Triple H. I agree. I, oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly a hundred percent. Yeah. Definitely. Who, who's your favorite? 
my favorite, my favorite is probably Road Dog, and um, he's in the worst part. Yeah, I think that's why he wasn't the best wrestler. He wasn't the he wasn't the best of anything. But when I think of DX, I was not, and I'll say this, I was not a fan of the Shawn Michaels, Triple H, um, Rick Rude DX. That was not my DX. I didn't like that at all. I thought they were stupid. I didn't care for them. I can't even when, say I really remember Rick Rude being in DX. Is that bad? That, no, no, it isn't. I mean, that's the way it was. When Triple H left, like where when I guess when Shawn Michaels got quote unquote injured and he wasn't injured but he was babying and whining and didn't want to be on TV and all this and Triple H ended up taking in a group called the New Age Outlaws which was a nude group he had a brought in China, a nude group they were completely naked they were naked um, he had brought in China after Rick Rude left to WCW, because if you folks remember, Rick Rude is the only person, the only wrestler in the history of wrestling to appear on both Nitro and Raw on the exact same day. He was on a taped episode of Nitro and on a live, or a tape, I'm sorry, a taped episode of Raw and a live episode of Nitro on the same day. And he was in the two biggest factions of those companies, both, the DX, and the NWO. Anyways, um, uh, Badass Billy Gunn, I was never a fan of when he was Rockabilly and he was uh, with the Honky Tonk Man, when he was with the Smoking Guns and he was uh, Bart and Billy Gunn. I was never a big fan of him. X-Pac would, only, would be the only other person that would maybe rival who I thought is the best. But I'm going to go with Road Dog. Because X-Pac didn't bring extra eyes onto DX. He did He did give DX the extra um, exclamation point they needed. But he didn't bring extra eyes. And when I think of my DX, which was Triple H, uh, the New Age Outlaws, X-Pac, and China. Yep. The first thing I think of is, oh, you didn't know? Better call somebody. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he was the um, he was the Scott Hall of of DX. Scott Hall over in WCW with the NWO had the uh, AO. We got a survey going, and we're just here to ask you: Did you come here to see WCW? Or did you come here to see the N-W-O? And he got everybody in the audience going. And that was kind of what Road Dog took from them. And he made it their own. I got to go with Road Dog. He is not the best. I will be the first to say out of that whole group of people, he is not the best in anything except for talking. I think he's a better talker than Triple H. I think he's a better talker than Shawn Michaels. I think he's a better talker than X-Pac. Well, I mean, really, if you, if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, 
He wasn't really much more than Enzo. He said the same thing over and over again. Oh, yeah. I've actually, on uh, websites, I've argued that Enzo and X-Pac, like, Enzo is just the new X-Pac. Road Dog. Or not, I'm not X-Pac. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, Road Dog. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because if it was X-Pac, that means he could wrestle. Yeah, right. No, in a very good way. I think he is the new Road Dog in a very good way. Now, he lost his DX a lot sooner than Road Dog did, and that hurts him. But yeah, I mean, he he was he had it. He had it. Yes. And BG I did like James- it this week. You posted on Facebook about how kids these days are doing the dab all the time, and in our day, it was the suck it. Right, Great. right. Because it's Great. true. It is. It's so true. Even though dabbing isn't hardly as offensive as accentuating your genitalia. And telling people to Genitalia. suck it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I just, I think that uh, a Road Dog, he, he really did. He had it. Even after, after DX, he went on to do good. And before DX, I mean, he was a good, he's a good in-ring wrestler. You know what I mean? You had him as BG James. He was part of the, the James gang. Um, he's a good, he was a Southern boy. He was actually, he would have, I hate to say this. He would have fit in with, uh, early to mid nineties WCW probably better than he would have fit into early to mid nineties WWE because he was a Southern wrestling boy, you know? Yeah. And he was a big, uh, Jeff Jarrett, he, him and Jeff Jarrett were really close um, if, if people remember before, right before he got together with, uh, BA badass Billy Gunn, he was actually with Jeff Jarrett. And if you remember, Jeff Jarrett had his song, I'm spacing out on the name of it now, but WWE actually put out a CD and a tape of it. <laughs> um, but they did a storyline where BG James, who was, uh, the road dog, was actually the singer of Jeff Jarrett's songs. And because he was called the roadie back then, that's where he got the name Road Dog. He was the roadie for for Jeff Jarrett. He was actually the singer of the songs. It was a whole, it was during, well, actually, it was far after the Millie Vanilli thing. The album but it was, was called a- With My Baby Tonight by Double J. Yes, Jeff with my Jarrett. baby tonight. You're you right. You can buy with it on baby. Amazon right now for 99 cents. With my baby tonight. Uh, yeah, and B.G. James was actually the singer of it, and Jeff Jarrett got called out, and it was the whole Millie Vanilli thing. And then B.G. James got taken under the wing by the Honky Tonk Man, who came back shortly, and he was with the Honky Tonk Man for a while. And then, uh, with who was at the time uh, Bart Gunn's uh, fa- uh, uh, brother, Billy Gunn, and then he turned on Honky Tonk Man. Then they became the New Age Outlaws. And it actually took a while before the New Age Outlaws technically joined DX. Although they were helping them for a while before they technically joined them. Yeah. And now he's actually a coach in NXT. And he's helping out the future stars of tomorrow. So it's gone full circle. Awesome. Fucking awesome. 
Well, he's Fucking also in gorilla position all the time, too. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely is. He's he's there in gorilla position, and he's he's giving feedback to all of the younger. I mean, he's he's what we call a veteran now. It's hard for us as as pasty white and fat Mac to think of Road Dog Jesse James as a veteran when he was just a kid out there going, "You better call somebody." And saying suck it and shit but he is now when you think about it that was 20 years ago it's crazy that it was 20 years ago it's it officially makes all of us old old it's goddamn insane and i can't figure this shit out and it fucks my mind up it hurts doesn't it it hurts it hurts, it hurts me it hurts me in my anal cavities as if a ghost pepper was in there <laughs> Um, so you told me that we have a new segment on the show. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. We have a new segment that you told me about. I told you about it. But I took liberties to rename it. It may be a weekly segment. It may only happen this week. We don't fucking know. We're finding out as it goes. Fat what Matt is proposed this? Proposed it to me as Jerry of the Week, but I took the liberty of redubbing it with a Jerry on top. Because everything is and I just love, on top. I love that term with a Jerry on top. It's a shitty cherry. For those of you who don't know, um, Jerry is a character in the show Rick and Morty, and not only is he a character. He is probably the worst, most despicable character you could be. Um, if you watch The Simpsons, he is the Ned Flanders. If you watch um, South Park, he is probably the Butters. I don't know what you would call him. If you if he was, if he was in Butters. real life, if you if he was in real life, he would just be AIDS or cancer. <laughs> Which one's worse nowadays? Is cancer or AIDS worse? Cancer AIDS. Is cancer AIDS? Okay, so if Jerry was in real life, he'd just be cancer AIDS. <laughs> um, that sounds like a mint that you can get at the fucking checkout <laughs> at your local grocery store. Hey, Papa Cancer AIDS. Do 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 it's a premier July music festival. (laughs) (laughs) That's sad. (laughs) So anyways, I mean, if if you don't know who Jerry is, just look up Rick and Morty Jerry and see. I mean, he's that person. We all know a Jerry in our life. Shit. The pro wrestling world gives us probably multiple... Yeah, yeah. The pro wrestling world gives us probably multiple Jerry's each week. I think it'll be more more of a chore for us to decide which is the Jerry of the week, as opposed to deciding who might be the Jerry of the week. You know what I mean? Right. Like we're not gonna have to search for them. We're gonna have to sift through them. And we each kind of have a pick for Jerry of the week this week. Um, mine was Bailey with her SmackDown segment or her Raw segment. <laughs> 
calling her injuries and bowing out of SummerSlam like we've seen so many worthy superstars have to do in the past. Now, I don't know if it's just because it's Bailey and they haven't been doing her right in since she came up to the main roster or or if it's the injury, you know, that they they're they're booing. But either well, way, she got severely booed, alienated the crowd, and then got booed even worse. She definitely alienated the crowd and it sounds like and I've only watched. They couldn't I've even edit it out one. on Hulu. They couldn't. I got to go back and rewatch it. But uh, some people that I've read and uh, seen seen recaps of uh, say that they think that the people weren't even booing Bailey. They booed the fact that she was injured, meaning they supported Bailey and they were upset she was hurt. And then Bailey turned on them, which is a super Jerry thing to do. And she said, I'm only here to acknowledge the people who aren't booing me. The people who are booing me don't need to pay attention. And then she went on with her fucking uh, promo. If that's the case, she fucked up, son. Oh, yeah. No, I I will be very surprised if in, in the oncoming weeks we don't hear all kinds of rumors about Vince McMahon being super pissed about this. So, Fat Max Jerry actually has an audio clip to go with it. Uh, Fat Max Jerry is uh, CM Punk. And it revolves a situation. And and, and the situation happened. It didn't happen this week. But the story came out this week. So, that's why I'm putting it as my Jerry of the week. Is because the story came out this week. And it involved not only CM Punk, but it also involved Chris Jericho and Adam Coppola, who some of you might know as Edge. Pasty, do we have that audio clip? Yes, sir, we do. So sit back, relax in your banana hammock, and enjoy. You know, I can see where Punk would would get like that. I mean, and I know how he gets in his head when he when he he doesn't care. He doesn't care what anyone thinks. He doesn't care about anybody's opinion. I remember we had a, this is a, 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 we were working in like Amarillo, Texas. and Abilene. Abilene. And it was some, uh, it was the day uh, in 2010 when Canada and the U.S. were having the gold medal hockey game. And, and Adam and I were flipping out and we found a bus, a production bus, to watch the game. And it was me and Punk versus Morrison and Edge. And we're like, listen, we've worked a hundred times before, you know, it's 2000 people out there. Let's just call it in the ring. Cool, fine and dandy. We watched the game. Canada scored in overtime. Go Canada. Right. As my ring music was playing. It's like, yes, they scored. They had the, they had, they had the good, good sense to score before. We had to go. And I ran to the ring and we had our match and punk starts and he continues and he continues and he continues. <laughs> and it took me about five minutes to realize he's not going to tag me in. And he worked the whole match himself <laughs> as I stood on the apron side. And I was like, you son of a bitch. And I went on the floor. I grabbed popcorn. And some guy threw a can at the back of my head, which made me even matter. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Afterwards, I said, I want to see all four of us in the trainer's room. And I lit into him. like, what? What, what are you doing? He's like, you're so unprofessional because you guys watch the hockey game. I'm like, dude, you're unprofessional for 
not tagging me in. People might have paid money to see me today, and you, you robbed that from them. And we got in a big argument, and I was thinking, like, the balls, like the audacity of this dude. Well, it was interesting because I said to him, listen, between the two of us, we've been doing this 40 years. Yeah. We can do it out there. And I yeah, get where need, you're... We don't need to explain ourselves to you. I remember well, you said that. And, and, and I said, I get where you're coming from because I've been there. But you're just barking up the wrong tree, and you're going to see exactly where I am in a few years because you are me. And sure enough, he's tweeting the Stanley Cup Finals from a pay-per-view. And I went, yep, that's what I thought. <laughs> now, what do you mean, you are me? What do you mean by that? We have very similar mentalities. Gotcha. Yeah. Like when it comes, when enough's enough. Yeah. 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 And, and, and also to, to stand up when you do think something. Right. And, and to, to try and, you know, I want to be a leader here. And, and part of being a leader is standing up for yourself. And if you don't agree with something, then saying it and all of those things. Yeah. And I did the same thing, and sometimes I did bark up the wrong tree. And I was told, eh, that's not the way to do it. Mm, you, you know what? I think mm -hmm. you're right in mm -hmm. hindsight. But sometimes it took hindsight. There you have it. Is he a Jerry? Who's the Jerry in the scenario? Oh, I, I I tried to rhyme that. I mean, it kind of sucked, but I tried. Maybe you're the Jerry. Nope, never been a Jerry in my motherfucking life. I'm always a Rick. Every now and then I've been a fucking Summer. Once in a while a Morty. Never a Jerry. If your dick's a shotgun, you can call me Ernest Hemingway. You know what? Oh, I was so disappointed I didn't fucking bring that line up. <laughs> In our fucking, uh, in our Rick and Morty Fantastic Fables one. Because that might be my favorite fucking line of the show. And it, oh, I was so pissed that I didn't fucking acknowledge that. We talked about the Cronenberg universe, and I did not acknowledge that whole fucking thing. The shotgun kind of makes me feel like it's my penis. Well, if it is, you can call me Ernest Hemingway. I had to explain that to the kids. I had well, yeah, to explain I that to I the kids. I don't the kids to know who Ernest Hemingway is. Or how he died. <laughs> but, um, I, that is probably my favorite line. I'm glad you brought that up. We didn't even discuss this, folks. Folks, we never discussed this. He just fucking popped it up out of nowhere. Just like I do to that fucking uh, school teacher that Mitchell has that doesn't want me to come into the meetings anymore. <laughs> popped it up out of nowhere. Um, yeah, it, no. It, <laughs> so Jerry is shooting a fucking uh, shotgun at all these Cronenberg creatures. And when he's done, Jerry's like, I kind of feel like this shotgun is my penis. And Beth says, if it was, I would call you Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> and then Jerry, being a fucking Jerry, says, I don't know what that means and I don't care. Because he doesn't know what that means. He doesn't get it. Pasty, explain it to our fucking fellow listeners. I can leave that one up to you. You love this so much. Okay. So, Ernest Hemingway, who is not only a brilliant writer, 
took his life by putting a shotgun in his mouth and shooting it off and blowing his head off. So Beth is basically saying if that shotgun is Jerry's penis, she wants to put it in her mouth and have it blow inside of her. Um, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. It is just beautiful. There is nothing more romantic than, than describing your sex life to an artist killing himself. I, there just isn't. There just isn't, and there won't be. And it's gorgeous. It is. It's it's true love. And it's one of the it few is. times you get to see, like, the light side of the relationship throughout the entire series. Yeah, they got a lot of negatives, and they do have their positives from time to time. The end of the Meeseeks episode, yeah. they're super in love. I mean... The end of the first... Inter- intergalactic or interdimensional cable. Yeah, yeah. After he's done fucking uh, snorting coke with uh, John or uh, Johnny Depp yeah. or uh, Kate. Oh yeah, Johnny Depp, right? Yeah, yeah. After he's done snorting coke with Johnny Depp, I mean, you get those moments, and that's cool, and it's good. It's good because the fact that they have so many positive moments makes their divorce later that better because it, it proves that there's there's so many things they can't get past it's like yeah it was cool when we did the uh, fucking interdimensional cable it was cool when we did the Cronenberg universe it was cool when we did these things but I still can't stay married to you it's not good enough it adds so much more depth to that, I would say. Oh, yeah. It just, season three makes me so sad. I mean, I know Jerry's not going to be gone forever, and that the divorce no. probably isn't going to last, but it just feels empty without Jerry there. But let's like, be honest. Like the that B post- story doesn't have anywhere to go, really, without Jerry. Man, that post credit scene... Where the fucking feral dog chews up <laughs> his fucking unemployment check as opposed to the sandwich that would give him nourishment is super fucking Jerry. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so I, I, I didn't say anything. I should. <laughs> that was good. I didn't say anything and I should. So, um, so the whole Chris Jericho... Um, Edge, Chris Benoit thing. I guess my feeling is, I think, or not Chris Benoit, CM Punk. I I said the wrong name. I'm sorry, folks. I think CM Punk is the Jerry. Um, For the fact that, number one, okay, you know what? I maybe wouldn't call him the Jerry if I haven't heard 1,700,367.756 stories about CM Punk just being a dick like that. Yeah. We know he just acts like a dick. So, okay, part of me, when I first brought it up to Pacey White, my thing was, who's the Jerry? Is it CM Punk or is it Jericho and Edge? That was my first, that was my thing. Was it not pasty? Mm-hmm. 
That's how I brought it to Pasty. I said, "Who is the Jerry?" He didn't. We didn't come up. I didn't come up with the Bailey thing. He came up with the Bailey thing, which is super smart because that was better. That was better than my thought was. Is CM Punk or is it Edge and Jericho? But when you sit and listen to it, it's like, okay, number one, as Pasty pointed out to me ahead of time, Jericho and Edge had a good decade on CM Punk for wrestling. So you have that right there. I mean, you just, no matter where you are, you respect your elders, okay? I was raised in a Native American tribe, and the biggest thing thrust upon me is respect your elders. So CM Punk, if Jericho and Edge are saying, we fucking got this, Let's just sit and watch this fucking match and then we'll, or watch this hockey game and then we'll take it out on the fucking mat. Just do it, Loke. Just fucking do it. Don't whine about it. Don't bitch about it. Even if you don't agree with it, you go out there and you either put on the best match of your life or the match sucks and then you go back to them and say, hey, you fuckers sat back and watched a fucking hockey game the whole time when I tried to get you to do it. So you, you do one of those te- th- those two things. But that's what you do. So he jerried the fuck out of that situation. Yeah. Um, If it comes down to Paige or CM Punk who jerried, I'm going to say Paige. I think... Uh, not or, Paige. Uh, not Paige, not Paige, not Paige. Okay. <laughs> Let me start this whole thing over because that whole thing was wrong. <laughs> Comes down to Bailey or CM Punk on who f- jerried it up. I'm going to say CM Punk. Because he completely def- defiled two veterans. Bailey went out there and she tried to do what she thought was the right thing. When the crowd turned on her, she turned on the crowd. Which, you know what, you probably should do. It didn't work for her. She was in Toronto, which is a heel-heavy town. So maybe it would have worked better in a different town. But uh, as much as as it hurt her, and it did, it hurt her a lot. I'm going to say I'm going to give CM Punk the Jerry. Who are you giving the Jerry to, Pasty White? I definitely think I have to go with CM Punk as well. But I do have a honorable Jerry in the wings. And that honorable Jerry is Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore has been getting shit on from all angles, much like a Jerry. Ever since the Cass and Enzo split. But yesterday, Simon Gotch, or Simon Grimm as he's known now, was on a podcast. And he said, I will say to his credit, he believes his own bullshit. He is 100% confident in himself and his detriment and the detriment of others around him. He's an example of someone who has no excuse not to know wrestling 
but he doesn't know wrestling. He broke his own leg trying to counter a wrist lock. Yeah, when he was in the wheelchair on NXT TV, that's how it happened. He broke his own leg trying to counter a wrist lock. He blamed it on the canvas being loose. More and more stories are coming out now that Enzo had no real love for wrestling before he became a wrestler. Which, in the women's division, I kind of can, I can see that, you know. But as a male wrestler, I think you should definitely know where you stand. You should know the heritage. You should know who wrestlers are and what they did and what they accomplished. And you should use that to benefit and further your career. But this is a man who, in Simon Gotcha's words, is like some dumbass Mark who has only watched Raw since 95. And uh, when it boils down to CM Punk or Enzo Amore, I think I think my Jerry on top has to be Enzo. He is one hundred percent jerified. Yeah, I um, I guess I wonder how old is Enzo because he said Enzo seems like somebody who's only watched Raw since ninety five. But like just right. Um, Doesn't look into into anything else besides. You know what I mean? Well, how like many, just the how many of us, Like myself. Pasty white. How how many how long have you watched Raw? I've watched SmackDown since it began. How how long have you watched WWE? My whole life. Okay, so how long in your memory of, of stuff that you could interpret watching and then turn into the ring if you're wrestling, how long would you say that is? Oh, like 27 years or no. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 19 like, years. 19 years is a fair number. Which would be what year? I don't fucking know. 10 years ago? Like nine. Like ninety five, yeah. There you go. Ninety five is fair. okay. Well, how old is fucking Enzo Amore? How long does how long does this fucker want him to to reach back? Of course, he's only watched wrestling since ninety five. Enzo Amore is younger than me. Of course, he's only watched fucking uh, Raw since fucking ninety five. What the fuck does he expect? He can't watch it from a fucking time machine he could go back and study it i agree with that but how many wrestlers actually do that an extremely few Braun Strowman is not going back and watching fucking macho man and ricky steamboat from fucking wrestlemania 5 he's not why would i Enzo's just there for the cash. He's not there for the heritage. He's not there for for anything that built the ground he stands on. He's there Why? to make money, and I don't, I don't, I don't get it because the guy can't wrestle. He can't. No, he's not a good wrestler. I will he give you broke that. Broke his ankle trying to counter a wrist lock. I won't say what that more. Not let's talk about the debut of the Vaude Villains. Hey, 
versus so Enzo who, and Cass. Let's talk about that people, mistake from Enzo. How many people said that he fucking uh, that he that he broke his his ankle and trying to avoid a wrist lock? That's what happened back on NXT. I have not ever heard that. I don't believe that's true. I don't believe it. I do. Who told? Who said that? How many that? times? How many? T- it was Gotch. Simon Gotch, who is obviously not with WWE and has a bone to pick, right? Yeah, but he's not talking with shit any mid Carter. With any mid Carter, who's are you going to getting... tell me Gotch left just because of Amore? I'm going to say I never thought Simon Gotch was good, but I've thought uh, Enzo Amore is better than Simon Gotch. Yet, uh, I've been an Adrian, uh, uh, um, not Adrian. Um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of his tag team partner's name? Gotch or Enzo? The Gotches. Uh, um, um, not Adrian, but uh, I was not a fan of, of of Simon Gotch from the beginning. The Vaude villains, I liked them as a team, but I loved his partner. Um, um, um. better. Anyways, <laughs> I've, I, I've never heard anybody say that. Uh, now I know. That uh, I know for a fact that Enzo Amore has heat backstage. I know that. But that's due to his cocky attitude. I haven't heard anything about him being sloppy in the ring. I think that's just fucking Simon Gotch pulling shit out of his ass. Yeah, but the whole locker room has got heat on Enzo right now. And it develops. Yeah, due due to his behavior and his attitude. and And I get that. I even said I had a long ride with uh, my son's mother today to a doctor's appointment. And I, if, if Enzo Amore is half the person he is in real life, he probably is an ass backstage, right? Because he's an ass in, on film, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah no, and no, he's no, that's not, what a lot of people are saying is that he, he is his character 24 hours yeah, a day. Yeah, and he's not a good enough wrestler for that to carry him. Right. By no means, he's not. I, I agree with that. I I and Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated reported that Enzo is going to be venturing into the music business. And he would probably thrive there. He's awesome. At lyr- lyricist wise? Oh shit, he's awesome. Awesome, yeah. Awesome. Like Macho Man's rap. Why don't album. you? Hey, this would be a this would be a perfect uh, pasty. This would be a perfect time for us to play his a uh, a little spiel on his political beliefs, wouldn't yeah. you think? Well, you mean while he's all clicked let's, out in the car? Yeah. So let's <laughs> pop a little bit of this. This is Enzo More. This is completely him solo. Nobody else there. He has his phone on. And he kind of, he has a political agenda to spread. Um, I, us at Beefsticks are not going to say whether we agree or disagree with it, uh, but it's very beautifully done. I will and say this is, this is a spiel that can... he's used in a promo back in NXT before. It is. Fun fact for your noggin.
don't. We got issues. Speakingly speaking, we got issues of malnourishment. Communities that would otherwise be flourishing if it weren't for apartheid spearheaded by political figures who sit at the stratosphere of the political infrastructure that see to it the exponential growth of the corporate infrastructure. Or is that conundrum really just a liaison between factions of hierarchy that have endeavors that go beyond parliamentary procedures, proposals, referendums, filibusters, and legalities? I mean, hey, if you want to overindulge your eyes in between the lines of a communist manifesto, go ahead and be a Marxist. We've all been transients at some point or another, and I get excited even talking about it. But figuratively speaking, you got your right and you got your left to people in positions of power they can match from different angles could be acute could be obtuse rarely ever is a perpendicular i mean sure you got your Mahatma Gandhi's, you got your ayatollah khomeini you got your uh thomas jefferson's and you've got your george jefferson's and i've sat way up top high deluxe apartments in the sky and ranted on political jargon but that's not why we're here today so without any further ado allow me to quote the performing artist Aubrey grant formerly known as strength please hold on we're going on when we get there at least at the dc to leave no porch light on if you'd like i could break this down for you in layman's terms how you doing Okay. I'm ready for you. We're back. We're back. For the next few minutes. As we have reached almost our two-hour window. God, the time goes fast with you guys. Time goes fast with you guys. We love y'all. This shit just flies right by. It's amazing. I suppose, as always, we should bring up the fact that you can pay us your hard-earned money by visiting patreon.com backslash cloudstyle to support our asses. Because we support you every week. We lift you up. We carry you through. We talk about butthole licking. And graham crackers and honey and all that shit. Kerosene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to continue listening to our lovely voices, you can follow us over there. Drop a dollar and Fat Max G string. If you drop a holler, I'm on a dollar. Wait, what? That is weird. Very strange. But seeing as the Fat Max car died, on his way to record podcasts at a music festival for all of you. I think all of you sharing the responsibility to help pay the bill. Please. And I got please, some bills. Please I got some no. bills I need to be paying. So get over there. Donate your dollar or $3 or $5 or donate $9. Because you could do that too by picking every tier. But don't shut a tier and never fear. Because B-Sticks Podcast will be back here for free next week. And every week going forward. Because we don't got nowhere else better to be. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to be here for you. Like a scorned lover that always comes back. I'm going to hold you. And I'm going to wrap you up in the sack. I ain't never. I ain't never going to let you go back. And even. If my co-host, Pasty White, sounds black, I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you just like that. And he'll show you why they call him the Fat Mac. Oh, That was one hell of an orgasm, sir. 
I splooged myself a little. He bukkakied on himself by himself. That's intense shit right now. You don't even know nothing about that. But we'll talk about it a little bit more on the Patreon. Yeah, we can say sponsor spots here too. We got sponsors. Monster Wear Clothing. The Bull Food Truck kept us well nourished at the Galactic Get Down. When they were open. And, uh, big shout out to Nakamura for jumping John Cena on his head. And we will be arguing about this for the next hour on the Patreon. We are going to argue about this, folks. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. You fucking want to catch this. Because <laughs> we haven't discussed this ahead of time. This is no. all fucking straight live reactions, folk. So, yeah, catch us over there. Or catch us here next week. But you're going to miss out on a good hour's worth of content. As we keep the train rolling. Nine more seasons, Fat Mac. Forever, you and me, Fat Mac. Pasty White and FatMac.com. Yes! Yes! Or I should be twitching on the ground and and drooling through my mouth. (laughs) But I don't know how that picks up on the mic, to be honest. Uh, Rick and Morty, folks. You know what? Fucking. If you love Rick and Morty. I want you right now to go to Cloud Style Broadcasting. I want you to look it up, whether it's on Facebook. I want you to look it up, whether it's on Spreaker. I want you to go there. I want you to subscribe. And I want you to know that we're here. And we're giving everything to you. Everything. Okay? Okay. Well, live from... Main I've been Pasty White. I, I love you like a lovesick puppy. I'm Phantom... Phantom <laughs> Matt. Woo! We'll catch y'all next week. <laughs>